filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-DZDZ. Ah, happy, happy. Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. Ask family and welcome to another fun-filled edition of, that's right, you guessed it, the Arnie State Show. Now, let me tell you, today's show, woo, we are flying by the seat of our pants here this morning, people. Your, your ever-so-loving host, me, was asleep. I slept really good last night. Well, last night I had to go to the airport. Had to pick up uh, uh, Braddy Kid's youngin. Had, had to go pick her up at the airport. And, of course, she flew into DFW. If you ever fly to see me fly into damn Lovers. Uh, what, what, what's that one called? It's on Lovers Lane. Uh, shit. Uh, Mockingbird. Why can't I think of anything right now? Love Field. That's it. What Lovers. Love Field. Um. So we had a flight. We had we had to go DFW. And DFW is a fucking pit. So we find the right, you know, we find the right gate, not even gate, the uh, terminal. Find that. We gotta wait. We gotta wait for everything. She's the last person off the plane. Okay, great. So we get it. We get home. Right. I'm I'm tired. I have to watch my uh, what you call it. Tales from the territory. It's on last night. <clears throat> Like, like, literally, I am not woken up yet today uh, because I fell asleep during Tales of the Territories, which never happens. It's a wrestling show. I don't fall asleep during wrestling shows. I was out. Woke up at about 3, and I was like, okay, go back to sleep. Went back to sleep till, till my alarm went off. My alarm goes off at about 6, 6.02. I said, you know what? I'm going to sleep an extra hour to 7.02. And I changed all the coordinates in the phone, but I did not... Hit save. And as I rolled over, I noticed the window. And I could see that it was a bright, sunny morning. And I don't wake up when it's bright and sunny outside. When it's bright and sunny outside and I'm still awake or still asleep, either I'm having a great night of sleep or I am fucked. In that case, I was fucked. Because, well, it was like 8.15. I never sleep that late. So I hustle, get ready. <clears throat> Brady Kid went and got donuts this morning, brought them home, but I, I can't have them yet because I just started the show. Damn it. Thank you, Brady Kid. But I'm here. I put the show together. Usually I put the show together in the morning, and I got to stop doing that shit. That took too long this morning. Between putting the show together and music today, I was like, holy crap. But we're here. We're good to go. Lots and lots to get to today. And uh, by the way, a very, very happy hump day, hump day, hump day to all you people out there. Cowboys girl first one here this morning. Or actually, no, I'm sorry. Battleborn in Nebraska, first one here. He says, happy... Pump day! Pump day! Pump day! Cowboys girl was next. She says, good morning, ass family. Happy... Pump day! There you go. Uh, wish it would rain here. We've been in the 90s, dropping to the high 80s. Still feels like summer. Yeah, I, I think last night it was nice. It was fucking cool. It's crisp this morning. I think it's in the 70s right now. What do we got? What do we got? Weather. 
72 right now. High today at 92, so it's still low 90s. Lows in the 60s. I can live with that for right now. But that that you know that was that was it. Uh, oh look look at that the one person I was talking about. Oh my gosh. Oh my lucky stars. She is in the house. Damn! I bet you come in here on a Saturday night. You need nigga repellent whoa. to kick them motherfuckers off whoa. your ass. Whoa! 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 Well, especially if you got donuts on you. I mean, I hope you have a spectacular morning today. Swoosh. <clears throat> See my voice. My throat's not even open up. Uh, morning, ass family. Happy hump day. Andrew says, uh, got to get the right sound effects back here. Happy hump day. Ass family. Derek says, good morning, ass family. Happy hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Straight Fire says, sorry I'm so late with all the humping going on. Quite all right, my friend. Gold says, morning, asses. Love is a battlefield, just like Ronnie on Jersey Shore. Ronnie joined the F- IFF. I'm Fuck Foundation. Holy shit, look at them donuts. I haven't seen the donuts yet, but... Holy shit, look <laughs> at them donuts! Uh, Alicia says, morning, y'all. I need to go look at those donuts. Those temps sound great. Oh, those temps are great. I'll eat one during the first break. How's that sound? Now we got we, we got to get started with stuff here. Hold on a second. Let me delete some of these ads that have been sent to me. Um, yesterday I was driving. And usually I have some of my best ideas when I'm driving. Hell, I wrote most of my stand-up shows while I'm on while I'm driving. So I had this idea yesterday. We're gonna start the show a little different today. <clears throat> I want you to think about this. I was watching Big Bang Theory yesterday, as I as I'm known to do. And I'm watching it, and and Jim Parsons, who plays, if you don't know, it's a nerd show. It's about a bunch of nerds, and a hot girl moves across from them. One of the nerds falls in love with a hot girl, and they end up happily ever after. There you go. There's your spoiler alert. But one of the main Coopers is a guy named Dr. Sheldon Cooper. He's like the smartest person on the planet, and he's an asshole. But he doesn't know any better. And I'm watching this show. And I come to realize that Jim Parsons will probably never, ever have another big part in his career because he played Dr. Sheldon Cooper so well. And I was trying to think of other actors that have ruined, but they still have successful careers. Like Jim Parsons, he's won Emmys. he'll, He'll be known as a successful actor. And I know he's done some other stuff. But when you see Jim Parsons, you go, that's Dr. Sheldon Cooper. And I was trying to think of other people. What, you can't imagine Jim Parsons in the next Expendables? No. And, 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 and look, look I, I was trying to think about this. Who else can't be replaced? Like, like, like what other guys you look at and you go... And Jason Alexander, he's an interesting one because I was thinking about him because he's been on that Young Sheldon show a lot. He's able to do other characters and likable characters, so I don't think he's going to be stuck as George Costanza his whole career. Thought I'd never watch that damn show. Saw one episode uh, later when uh, the series was over and I was hooked. 
the shirt for uh, his robot was funny as fuck. It hooked me. I like this show. It, it, it's a very, very clever show, very smart writing. And they have the right people engaged in that show. Like the kid who plays Howard on that show, he's done a bunch of other stuff. And I don't look at him as just Howard Wallowitz. Johnny Galecki is another one. You look at him, you go, okay, he's Leonard on that show, but he was also on Roseanne. John Ritter after Three's Company until he did the Problem Child movies. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. John Ritter was great at that. Kind of like, you know, I mean, there aren't many people like Don Knotts in the world. Don Knotts was able to pull off two iconic characters. You think about it. He, he was Barney Fife and Ralph Furley. Two characters that couldn't have been further apart. But he nailed it. And I wish we had more actors like Don Knotts that could do that. But we're, we're stuck in a world of, of Jim Parsons. And Jim Parsons is good. <clears throat> who else? I, I mean, the guy who played Kramer, if he didn't do his... Uh, Michael Richards. If he didn't go on his racist... Racial... Racist... Just fucking rant at that comedy club, I think he would be always pigeonholed as Kramer because he was so good at it. I know David Schwimmer has done other stuff, but he will always be Ross Geller. Even as that total dick of a company commander and band of brothers, I keep seeing angry Ross. Yeah, that was one name that that did come across my head, and and I, I was like, you know what? David Schwimmer will always be Ross. Joey will always be the Joey-type character from that show because he was that character on Married with Children for a couple episodes. Chandler, I think he's always going to be a Chandler-esque character. I mean, Monica's done other stuff. Jennifer Aniston's done other stuff. Lisa Kudrow's done other stuff. We know them from other stuff as well, so they don't fit in that category, except Ross. Yeah, oh, you're right about that. Lee Majors was Colt Seavers and Colonel Steve Austin. You're damn right. See, once again, back in that time. Back in that time with people like Ralph Furley. I forgot Joey was uh, on Married with Children. Yeah, Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap. But he did other shows, too. See, I, I like I, Scott Bakula for me. I remember him on Quantum Leap, but he's did so many other stuff, including NCIS New Orleans, which was a show I liked. Tony Danza was always named Tony in all his roles. That's true. Was he Tony? Yeah, he was Tony on, on, uh, on uh, uh, Taxi. By the way, he was mentioned last night. Last night on a, um, the Tales from the Territory, it was the whole story behind the Jerry the King Lawler-Andy Kaufman feud and how Andy Kaufman and Jerry the King Lawler dreamed it all up. And it was interesting to watch because Tony Danza didn't know. He didn't know it was, uh, it was all between Lawler and Kaufman. He was going to go down to Memphis and beat up Jerry Lawler because he thought he was a tough guy boxer. Scott Bakula was the captain on the Enterprise. I didn't know that. 
Well, there's another guy, like William Shatner, another talented guy, iconic roles. He played Captain Kirk and T.J. Hooker. See, we need more people like that. They can do that stuff. I, and, and don't get me wrong, I like the Jim Parsons of the world. I'm not putting Jim Parsons down. I like the show. I'm trying to think, who else? We got? Alan Alda, he's done a lot of other stuff. He's just a good actor. Yeah, oh, I know, I know one for me. Well, and this one's going to be mainly personally for me. Lieb Schreiber, he'll, he'll always be Ray Donovan. There, there will be no other role that I, I don't care if he grows his long hair, puts it in a ponytail, he will always be Ray Donovan. It's like, it's like James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini will always be Tony Soprano. They want to talk about what kind of acting chops that guy had. He's Tony Soprano. The end. But, yeah, I had that thought yesterday. I was, like, driving, and I was like, you know what? Who else is like this? This is this is one of those things that you could talk about. Klinger can't remember his name. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name either. I, Jamie Farr. Liev was Sabretooth in the X-Men. Oh, that's right. He's really good in that. He's still going to be my Ray Donovan, though. George Wendt can do one other character, and that's the Chicago Bears guys. But yes, George Went is Norm. It's like it's uh, here. Here's a better example, John Ratzenberger. Because Cliff uh, Norm at least had the the Chicago fans that he could fall back on. Cliff was always Cliff Clavin. John Ratzenberger will be Cliff Clavin until the day he dies. See, the, the, this is what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of, like, if you end up going to one of those cons and it's a former TV show con, who's going to be there as their character and you're going to go, yep, I'm here to see him. Sheldon Cooper, definitely one of them. George Went, C- Cliffy, yes. Those guys would definitely be there. Lindsay Wagner would be there for the bionic woman. Lee Majors would be there just so everybody could touch his wiener. Harry Sullivan could only play uh, Harold T. Stone. I know he did other shit, but uh, when he was Harry the Hat on Cheers, he was just Judge Harry T. Stone. Yeah, I, I that that's a good call. That is a good call. Harry Anderson. Yeah, Harry Anderson. Oh, I just had somebody in my head, too. Oh, uh, James Best. He was always going to be Roscoe P. Coltrane. It's like when you see Tom Wolpat and, and John Schneider trying to do other roles, you go, tat, 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 tat. Bo and Luke, you get back to Uncle Jesse's farm. Gary Coleman and Manuel Lewis Webster and Arnold, nothing more. Very true. Craig T. Nelson might be in many things, but he's only coach. Well, that's what happens when you play a football coach in a Tom Cruise movie and then you make a comedy about it. You're always going to be a coach. Tim the Toolman Taylor. See, I think Tim the Toolman Taylor. Because if you watched his show Last Man Standing, he played Tim the Toolman Taylor. He's just a, an aggressive Republican. Because I can, I, can I can see him. And he's Buzz Lightyear, too. 
So, yeah, it was just an idea I had. It's like you look back at, uh, I, I mentioned uh, Don Knotts, but even Andy Griffin. He played Andy Griffin, and he played fucking Matlock. And there ain't an old person alive that ain't seen an episode of Matlock or seven. Oh, Craig T. will always be the dad from Poltergeist first. Good call. Bambi Woods will always be Debbie trying to get to Dallas. <laughs> All right, we had a sad story to report yesterday in the acting world since we're talking about actors. Oh, when you think murder she wrote, you think Angela Lansbury. Or when you think you think murder she wrote, you think God damn, why did my parents watch that show? She had 6 Golden Globes, 18 Emmy nominations. And passed away yesterday at the ripe age of 96. Bitch couldn't hold on till the end of the year so I could predict that Angela Lansbury dies. God damn it. Angela Lansbury, who just passed away, will always be the woman for murder, she wrote. When I think Angela Lansbury, I think of a bottle of malt liquor and a pack of condoms. And maybe I have something to do with that. You know, for a big part of the beginning of my career, we used to have a bit. And and I got really, really good at this bit. Um, we would have Nipsey Russell, because Nipsey Russell, back 20 years ago, everybody still knew who Nipsey Russell was. He was the friendly old black gentleman who would show up on game show after game show, and he would always have little rhymes. Jimmy Kimmel will always be a pussy, that's true. He'll always be Arnie States of the only Arnie States show. I appreciate that. Um, but, but like, and, and before every show started, especially if Dick Clark, hey, Nipsey, you got a rhyme for us today? And Nipsey was an old black guy. Well, uh, thank you for asking me what you want to talk about today. I'll be talking about Angela Lansbury's birthday. I, I, I would come up with a rhyme, right? And I would slow my voice down and pitch it. And I sounded nothing really like him. I did sound like an old black man. Oh, my spot-on version of Del Reese. Child, child, child. You better recognize. But uh, so I'll never forget one I did. One I did, I just killed everybody. Uh, I, I think it went something like, a lot of these entertainers today, they work for tips. But me, I fucked Gladys Knight and the pips. It, it would be something very, very foul. Usually I would be impregnating or trying to butt impregnate Angela Lansbury. And man, oh man, I used to have so much fun with that bit. That was, or segment, sorry. Uh, I used to have so much fun with that. And we just completely, I remember my dad asked me one time, he's like, why do you pick on Angela Lansbury so much? And I said, because you forced me to watch that shit. But, yeah, we would do Della Reese when uh, Touched by an Angel came on. 
And then the Bill Cosby impersonation. Frazzle dazzle, kids say the darndest thing, flippy doppy. But then I saw a post yesterday. I saw a post on Facebook, and it, it just made me, and, and I'm not trying to besmirch the dead by any means, but someone actually posted yesterday on Facebook, someone in my feed, Angela Lansbury, you will be missed. The first thing I said was, by fucking who? Who misses Angela Lansbury? It's not like she's coming out and doing new shows all the time. She's 96. Angela Lansbury, you will be missed. What, by a bus? Ain't nobody missing... I, I, I don't think anybody's calling the 1-800-SUICIDE hotline today going, I don't know how I can make it without Angela Lansbury. And if I wasn't a proponent of suicide hotlines, I would be crank-calling one right now saying that exact thing. But I don't want to fuck with those people. Those people are doing God's work. Avril and Fat Christina are the goats. Fat Christina was one of my fun favorites. Just to shove all that food in my mouth and do her for when, when the Shecky thing happened. Honestly, I thought she was dead. So did I. Al, I didn't know she was alive at 96. And by the way, who posts they're going to miss Angela Lansbury? If your last name isn't Lansbury. I'm all about hero worship. When Arn Anderson dies, well, that's an impossibility because Arn Anderson can't die. I'm going to be a sad individual. When Ric Flair dies, I'm going to be a sad individual. But I'm not going to post on Facebook, Rick, you will be missed. Because Rick is not going to be missed. He's done everything he needs. We've got him on video. He'll be around forever. Angela Lansbury, you will be missed. Shut up. Boy, that is the worst sensitivity award ever right there. He'll be missed. Name me another project she ever did besides Murder, She Wrote. Thank you very much. That's what I thought. Uh, one joke I heard from you a long time ago was Christina Aguilera, genie in a bottle. More like genie in a water cooler <laughs> when she got fat. For some reason, I've never stopped laughing at that. Oh, it's pretty good. Only thing you say when Ric Flair dies is respectfully, woo. Yeah. I mean, that's all there's, That's all you need to say. When a living legend like that dies, woo. But I, I, I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I got to talk about that tomorrow. Oh, we got to save that story. Okay. All right, time for uh, time to start the actual show. Okay, I, I can actually start the show now and, and get off things in my brain. Um, you remember uh, about a week or so ago, a week and a half ago, we talked about this railroad strike. It was going to cost $2 billion a day. Then lo and behold, Joe swoops in there, meets with both sides, handles everything. 
gives $11,000 bonus, pay raises of 25%, saying, oh, I've saved the day, I've saved the day, the strike is off. Major railroad union rejects Biden administration negotiated labor deal, putting nationwide nationwide strike back on the table. Uh, The Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Division and the Teamsters, represented by nearly 12,000 workers, rejected the agreement between railroaders and Class 1 freight railroads Tuesday, less than a month after the White House negotiated the deal. If an agreement is not voted on soon, the union could go on strike, paralyzing the supply chain just in time. For the holiday season. You got that right, Sloosh. When Ric Flair dies, Jay Lethal has to become Ric Flair full-time. He does. He has to go through a pigmentation change and hair change. The Teamster's official model. We don't know where he's buried. Stop asking. A majority of the members rejected the agreement and recognize and understand the result. The, um, the leader of that group, Tony D. Cardwell, Azoli, uh, I trust the railroad management understands the sentiment as well. Railroaders are discouraged and upset with working conditions. Railroaders do not feel valued. You know what I'm saying? They resent the fact that management holds no regard for their quality of life, illustrated by their stubborn reluctance to provide higher quality of paid time off, especially for sickness. The result of this vote indicates there is a lot of work to do to establish goodwill and improve morale. So there you go. They see how much money is going to Ukraine, so they want some of that Biden money. Everybody wants some of this Biden money. I don't know what Biden money is. Is it purple? Because he just keeps printing it up. It's like he walks down to the Treasury Department and turns the machines on himself. Yeah, I got to make another $58 trillion today. It's going to be a long day at the work workshop. We do the teams just demand more pay and gabagool and cannoli for Christmas. Capisce? This is the one thing this country doesn't need right now is a major union strike of the railroad workers. The, uh, look, I don't have to explain why this would be bad. This would be like if truckers decided they were going to take some time off, and be on strike. The world relies, the world, when I say the world, I mean America. And Americans rely on trains and trucks. By the way, the trains, are, I, I don't even know how they're powered. They're diesel powered, they still coal power. I don't even know how trains are run anymore. But them trucks that run on that fossil fuel, 
boy, in 2035, when fossil fuel is outlawed and new machinery, and, I mean, it'll only take about five years to get rid of all those cars, right? Wrong. Gavin started sending out stimulus for California now, too. Oh, I've got another story about stimulus. There's more stimulus money. They want you to stay at home. They don't want you to work. If you stay at home and allow the government to pay you, that means you will vote for the government, correct? That's what I thought. Biden's money is our great-grandchildren's hard-earned tax money. Very true. Biden tries to prevent the strike by setting up a meeting where he plagiarizes the hard-time promos. Trains are diesel-electric. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that, Straight Fire. So there is diesel in there. So you ain't going to get rid of them. How about, how about this? How about the real world? You stay away from the train people. You stay away from truckers. Because without them, we'd be lost. We would be lost. Look, I get mad at truck drivers driving because sometimes it feels like they're fucking with you on the road. But I realize that without them, no goods or services are going to ever pass anywhere in this country. And they are a vital part of our our economic system in this country, like it or not. And the railroads are the same way. But hey, keep fucking around and find out what happens. Who do I think will be next? Probably the pilots. I'm sure the pilots are going to fucking bitch and moan about shit. I think if white, if uh, some White House staffer handed Joe a copy of Dusty's Hard Time promo and Joe read it straight-faced, it would be the greatest practical joke in Biden's life. <laughs> shit. Joe Biden was fucking Ric Flair's drama teacher in high school. He knows all about wrestling, I bet. I bet you Biden's a big wrestling fan. So we will keep an eye on this, uh, even though hopefully this will get worked out soon because we can't have a world without railroad workers. I'm sorry, we, we, we just can't. Now, speaking of our beloved leader, this fucking doofus. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. God damn it, stupid. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby said that the president is willingly uh, willing to immediately begin reevaluating the U.S.-Saudi alliance after the country and its oil exporting allies announced production cuts of 2 million barrels a day. Let me just say this right now, uh, on behalf of uh, pretty much every American out there. Well, la de freaking da! Well, whoop de freaking do! Jack Squat! You, my friend, are a jackass! Ooh, we're reevaluating the relationship with Saudi Arabia. And what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? 
Yeah, we're going to reevaluate this relationship. So that means we're going to look at it and go, oh, this is a bad relationship. We're going to blow them up. No. Biden's like, come on, Saudi Arabia. I want my party to salvage an election here. No, Biden was too busy being a judge in beauty pageants. The girls that let him sniff their hair won. The White House expressed disappointment after the announcement from OPEC, which is compromised of the 13 OPEC nations and 11 non-members, including Russia. Some Democratic lawmakers have since called for freezing American arms sales and the military support to Saudi Arabia. Now, now see, that second part I kind of like. I'm all in favor of freezing any kind of support to Saudi Arabia, especially if it's from our military, because they ain't got dick to protect themselves. They're going to get in their, their, their shiny diamond fucking encrusted cars and get shot at? I don't know about you, but when I was a kid growing up, I didn't think that I would be sitting around using my days to talk and entertain people. I was hoping that'd be my job, was to sit around and talk and entertain people through the radio. But I sure as fuck didn't think I'd be sitting here talking about OPEC and oil prices. When are we as Americans, I know I ask this a lot, when are we as Americans going to say enough is enough when it comes to anything? Can we finally say enough enough with this fucking oil bullshit? This is something I don't understand. We have a cow, and we can get that oil for free. Because we have enough. I am so tired of being the world's watchdog slash big brother slash... Problem solver slash whatever the fuck you want to put in there. The rest of the world is a shithole. I'm just going to say it. I'm tired of this shit. The rest of the world sucks. You want to go visit other places in the world? When you come back to America, you're going to kiss the fucking ground. Why? Because the rest of the world is hog shit. Unfortunately, two things. Oil prices are determined globally, even if the U.S. started really pumping oil. And two, we don't want to push the Saudis to China or Russia. You know what we do? This is what we do then. That's what we do. We just take our military that's over there in Saudi Arabia right now, and we call that now Saudi Arabia of the United States of America. There you go. We just take it over real quick. Behead a couple of sheiks, sheiks, whatever the fuck they are, and say we're in charge. And then we can control the world's oil. How's that sound? Yes, I I know I'm going crazy and I'm going on a dictatorship rampage right now, but I am so tired of talking about oil prices. I'm so tired of being having America pigeonholed in to where we have to worry about the rest of the world's fucking oil. And we have to worry about China and Russia. We have to worry about all this shit. I'm tired of worrying about it. 
I'm tired of saying, oh, well, hopefully Russia gets their shit in line. No. See, th- this is a problem that I have right now with America, and, and the way I see it, is that we've been built up as this big brother slash problem solver slash, you know, UN lover for the last 70 years or so. Let's start acting like it. Now, I know we don't have a guy in office right now that's capable of acting like it. But let's say that there's a skirmish that starts in a little country or whatever. Then this is what I say. A little skirmish starts in a little country, whatever. We send over some people and we kick the holy love and shit out of them. We tell the rest of the world, this is what you're going to get now. If you fuck up, you're going to find out. China? You know, you're a big dog, but it ain't about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight in the dog, baby. In this country that's like a 30 years, we're a lot tougher than you are. You might know karate and kung fu and all that kind of stuff, but we know straight up shooting and killing people. That's what we do here in America. Like, you can look at America, and what, do, what, what is America known for? It's known for killing their own damn people. That's what we do. And we'll gladly fuck up another country. We'll gladly, happily go over there and start some shit. But we got to tell the UN and the rest of the world, stay out of our fucking way. If you want us to clean up the messes, stay out of our way. Otherwise, we don't clean up the messes anymore, and then you've got bigger messes on your problems. Did you hear after the reunion with Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox flew to Saudi Arabia and was made an honorary sheikh? I mean, sheikh. Dude, that was hard to watch. I say we tell Saudi Arabia that we will pull our military support unless they make gas five cents a gallon. Look what happened in Afghanistan. We'll let that shit happen. Oh, God damn. Oh, if we went to the leaders there and we crossed our arms, we looked at them and said, look, we're pulling our military. You're going to have to deal with the rest of the Middle East now. See ya. Coincidence number 3,789. We always seem to struggle with oil prices and wars going on when an established liar gets into office. Didn't see that all at, at all for four years with a certain non-lifelong political figure when he was running things. Just saying. And you would be... Um, I hate to put it this way, but... Correct the mundo! This is just... It's getting to a point where we have to sit here and the thing we talk about is oil prices. I, I think it's absolutely asinine. It's probably the stupidest thing about our country right now is that gas prices are $6 a, a gallon in places. In America. In America. It's six dollars. What's the average price now? Like three seventy-five. I think we paid under three dollars about a week ago, and that wasn't even discounted. It's ridiculous that gas is that much. I I, I mean. It, when there is such an abundance of it, 
I think it's like eight or nine dollars in LA. Jesus. If we had electric vehicles and hydrogen, we'd only have to worry about exploiting African mines. Just saying. Well, and 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 that's the thing. And I talked about this yesterday, Ogre. And, and this is the really interesting thing about these 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 new cars, these electric vehicles. Saudi Arabia and OPEC are the simple greatest reason to get off petroleum. Well, then we're going to have to fucking mine, like you said, in Africa for all these fucking batteries. And by the way, if these batteries catch on fire, which they are doing all over Florida right now because of corrosion that's happening due to salt water affecting the battery, it takes more than 150,000 gallons of water to put out an electric vehicle fire. Now, I, I don't know, do they only catch on fire when when they're corroding? Or can an accident cause them to be set? I mean, I mean, I would imagine it like if a Tesla ran into a car in their gas tank and there were sparks, it would be an explosion. And I imagine that parts of the Tesla would catch on fire. That's why we need to develop hydrogen and nuclear. Oh, look, preach on. Ogre, preach on. I'm all for it. Let's get some nuclear-powered cars. Well, you know what? We can't have nuclear-powered cars because too many people get in accidents because people don't know how to fucking drive. Like, for example, last night on 635 here in Dallas, a major thoroughfare, and it's at its biggest part where it's like six lanes each way. And I'm in the, the middle. I'm not on the right. I'm not on the left. I'm in the middle. I'm going the speed limit. Motherfucker in front of me is driving 51 miles an hour. Now, there is no reason to be driving only 51 miles an hour in the middle lane of 635 on a Tuesday night at 9, 9 p.m. There's no reason for that. There were not ducks crossing the highway. This is why we can't have nuclear power in cars. I screamed at this person, you're the reason why we have car insurance, asshole. Uh, And that particular battery was badly made because of American I-want-it-now mentality. If we had a 30-year plan like Japan, they'd have more efficient shit and less dangerous batteries. Well, it's that American, we need it now because we got to get rid of that evil oil and that fossil fuel, even though it is what enriches our soil and fucking provides life. Meantime, drill, baby, drill. I've said that. Yes, you have. And I'm all about it. I'm all about strangling the rest of the world out. I want to have a nickel a gallon gas here. Say, fuck you, OPEC. Fuck you, other countries. Y'all can pay $88 a gallon. I don't give a shit because we pay a nickel. I know you're joking, but nuclear power from a plant and then it's uh, diverted like any power plant. Oh, I, I get it. But look, people are scared of nuclear, though. 
When they think nuclear, they think Chernobyl. They think Three Mile Island. They think all this stuff. But we haven't had it. I mean, Chernobyl was the last incident, right? The last big incident, minus the, you know, the Russian-Ukraine nuclear plant that they were talking about blowing up. That was the last time, and that was, what, in the 80s? I think the track record's pretty good now. Maybe we can start developing an idea for nuclear now. Good morning, Hot Mama. Happy Hump Day to you as well. Hump Day! Hump Day! Hump Day! But I know. And politicians ain't got time for that because they got to argue about gas prices. Because gas prices uh, are what gets them reelected. Or not elected, which would be fine for me. By the way, uh, that guy who came out last week, this guy is my favorite human being on the, the earth right now. This guy is a fucking stud. I think he just fucking flops his cock out wherever he goes now. Um, J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon, he was the guy last week that Rashida Tlaib asked, will you uh, not pump anymore? He goes, that would be a death sentence for America. This fucking guy is a stallion. The CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase told uh, reporters that the U.S. should forge ahead in pumping more oil and gas to help alleviate the global energy crisis. Likening the situation to a NASA security risk of war-level proportions, Demon said Western allies should support the USA in shoring up the supply. America needs to play a real leadership role. America is a swing producer, not Saudi Arabia, he told. I just like this guy. J.P. Morgan's Jamie Demon. Oh, that guy's a fucking stud. When he shoved it right down Rashida Tlaib's throat... I hadn't been that happy to be an American in a long, long time. Uh, nuclear safety, barring a Putin attack, is so much safer and more efficient than what it used to be. But everyone only thinks Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, and Fukushima. Those are such rare incidents. Nuclear is such a better way to produce power. Not a magic bullet to save the environment like science fiction, but it's a step in the right. And that's what we need. We need these steps in the right direction. I've said it forever, and nobody can ever say that I'm not an environmentalist, even though I'm not an environmentalist. I have said, fucking use it all. Figure out which one is the cheapest, which one is the most durable, which is the one that's easiest to use. Chernobyl happened right before I was born. So, yeah, it's been a while. That's awesome, all for it, because fuck that dumb bitch. Yeah, fuck you, Rashida Tlaib, you dumb snatch. God, when he told her that, that was such a great moment. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't take his cock out. Just lay it right on the table. Well, ma'am, uh, me and my cock think <laughs> that it would be an absolute stupid idea not to fund any kind of drilling in America. You getting a gander at this thing? This is why I run fucking Chase. You want to cock out in Congress? Get Kanye to testify. Oh, I, I don't want him anywhere near Congress. Good morning, sassy Pammy. Hello. 
I saw this story about this guy. I was like, oh, I have to report this guy. This guy's my new super... This guy's my spirit animal. And yes, I already know. As the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, this guy is a fucking evildoer. Oh, I, I'm sure he's tasted the, the flesh of children, allegedly. This guy is rich beyond rich means. I mean, he's no Elon, but... By the way, the Biden administration is being sued, and I think this is fantastic. For censoring free speech, the lawsuit accuses the president, Corrine Jean-Pierre, you know, you know, the press secretary, which they call the Mary Poppins of disinformation, <laughs> and a slew of officials of a disturbing amount of collusion with social media firms to quash critical stories. It should be to squash. I live 11 miles from a nuclear power station. I even work uh, at a fuel outage. Super clean plant and the safety program is unbelievable. I believe it. Ooh, rumor has it CNN is about to fire another big name from its circus. Any bets on who it is? I'm going Don Lemon. Gold, I'm going to go Anderson Cooper. Don, Don Lemon has two things going for him, and Anderson Cooper only has one. They're both gay. That's the one thing Anderson Cooper has. But Don Lemon... He's got the he's got the ultimate play card and he's black. Just telling you. Oh, how great would it be if they fired him? Either either guy. Either guy, but I I, I think it's gonna be Anderson Cooper. No, Lemon was just moved. He wasn't let go. Don Lemon's doing the morning show now on CNN. Yeah, Don Lemon hasn't been fired yet. Uh, let's see. Republican attorneys uh, general of Louisiana, Missouri, are behind the lawsuit. It named 67 government officials as having worked hand-in-hand with social media companies to censor stories on elections, COVID, and the economy. We all know that Facebook, Facebook even admitted it. This is why I don't understand why more people are not losing their fucking minds. When Mark Zuckerberg went on Joe Rogan's show, he admitted the FBI told them to take stories down about Hunter Biden's laptop. And they just did it. They said, oh, it's part of Russian collusion. Rather than investigate and say, well, what 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 is going to see as and, and this is the this is the part about social media, I guess that is so brilliant on their part. Is there then they're not journalists, so they don't necessarily have to research things. 
even though I know they do research stuff, and this is why they have the misinformation department there. I want you to think about this. If this federal law stays in place, and I I don't necessarily see it staying in place, even though I want it to, um, this federal law that states that social media companies are not allowed to take down or, or, or censor your posts. It is a violation of your First Amendment right in this country. And I thought that was quite a, a, a step and a statement for the Supreme Court to make due to the fact that the Internet is the Internet. And these companies, they set it up to where you have to agree and, and, and accept all their parameters. But you can't give up your First Amendment right. It just doesn't happen. You're, you're not allowed to give that up unless you get arrested. But these companies, these social media companies, they act like they're not journalists, yet they put out news stories all the time. They're there for social media. I hope this, and I'm not a big proponent or fan of lawsuits in general, but I hope this one goes through. I hope this one works due to the fact that I'm ready to see the metaverse and TikTok and all those companies get their comeuppance. Now, if they, if they decide to shut their doors and go away, then we don't have social media anymore. And a lot of people are going to lose their minds over that. I'm not. I'll be fine with it because then I'll be social media pretty much. I think they should be sued. I think the federal government should be sued for not doing their job to stand up to these companies that are based in America, and you're, you're forcing Americans. I know TikTok isn't, but you've got these companies that are based in America that are saying you have to give away your First Amendment right, even though they'll hide behind the First Amendment more than anybody else. You want some great news on this morning? Let me tell you. 40 brand-new biochemical labs that handle dangerous viruses are being built around the world. With 15 alone being built in Russia. Man, oh man. It wasn't like that whole COVID thing was a playbook for how to react. India currently only has one working lab, but it is building five and has ambitious plans for at least nine more. Experts say that those, uh, they could be a concern if harmful research is done and it gets into the wrong hands. Yes, like the hands of Dr. Anthony Fauci. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. There you go. You don't even know what you're saying. 
40 more of these labs are being built across the world. Why do we need 40 more? I'm I'm kind of confused here. You know that one that we got there in, in Wuhan? It's done quite the job. Let me just tell you. They fucked up kind of royally there. But nothing to see here. We're just going to build 40 more of them and hope, hope nothing bad happens. We're back to the hope campaign. I thought that was like, what, four elections ago. And here you go. You know, we did that story about workers who quit their jobs in America. It's a 30-year high on that. I think I figured out why. As many as 10 million people may still be entitled to receive COVID stimulant payments. Americans with little or no income who are not required to pay taxes have until November 15th to complete a simplified tax return in order to get their stimulus checks. Throughout the pandemic, the IRS and the Treasury struggled to get those COVID relief payments into the hands of some people, especially those with lower income, limited internet access, or experiencing homelessness. If you're homeless, yeah, you're going to have a hard time getting a check because they can't mail that shit to you. What do they put your name on there? John Smith, homeless. It's going to find you? Bill Gates money, yeah. The Government Accountability Office found that people who don't have to file tax returns, first-time filers, mixed immigrants, status families, and people experiencing homelessness were among those likely not to have received their payment owed to them. Nothing but brilliant people working in our government. Wow, those people didn't get their checks. That's weird. They're homeless. By the way, why are we still handing out money for COVID? COVID's over. Oh, I know it's around, but it's just, look. COVID is, quote, unquote, around. That, that, that's what I will say to, about it. But, come on, man. Why do we have to live in this world where we're, we're, we're still worried about COVID? I'm looking for something on my computer right now, and I'm not. Oh, there we go. Put that there, and we'll go right here. Okay, I like that. There we go. Uh, So, yeah, so more people are getting COVID money now. That's just dandy, isn't it? Isn't that great? All right, the phone number is 775-357-FANS or ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hold on, i got to find a different song up here. Uh, Like I said, I had to throw the show together this morning, and I I apologize. I truly... Oh, there we go. That was a perfect one. There we go. Uh, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. That's where you can write the show whenever we do a mail, and we're not doing mail today, but we will do it again. I promise. (laughs) 
I was taking a trip out to L.A., tooling along in my Chevrolet, talking on a number and digging on the radio. Just as I crossed the Mississippi line, I heard that highway start to whine, and I knew that left rear tire was about to go. Well, the spare was flat, and I got up tight, cause there wasn't a filling station in sight, so I just limped on down the shoulder on the rim. I went as far as I could, and when I stopped the car, it was right in front of this little bar, kind of a redneck-looking joint called the Dewdrop Inn. Well, I stuffed my hair up under my hat and told the bartender that I had a flat and would he be kind enough to give me change for a one. Well, there was one thing I was sure proud to see. There wasn't a soul in the place except for him and me, and he just looked disgusted and pointed toward the telephone. I called up a station down the road a ways, and he said he wasn't very busy today, and he could have somebody there in just about 10 minutes or so. He said, now nah, you just stay right where you're at, and I didn't bother to tell the darn fool that I sure as hell didn't have any place else to go. I just ordered up a beer and sat down at the bar when some guy walked in and said, who owns this car with the peace sign and the mag wheels and four on the floor? Well, he looked at me and I damn near died, and I decided that I'd just wait outside, so I laid a dollar on the bar and headed for the door. Just when I thought I'd get out of there with my skin, these five big dudes come strolling in with this one old drunk chick and some fellow with green teeth. And I was almost at the door when the biggest one said, you tip your hat to this lady, son. And when I did, all that hair fell out from underneath. Now, the last thing I wanted was to get in a fight in Jackson, Mississippi on a Saturday night, especially when there was three of them and only one of me. They all started laughing and I felt kind of sick. I knew I'd better think of something pretty quick, so I just reached out and kicked old Green Teeth right in the knee. Now he let out a yell that'd curl your hair, but before he could move, I grabbed me a chair and said, watch him, folks, because he's a thoroughly dangerous man. Well, you may not know it, but this man's a spy. He's an undercover agent for the FBI, and he's been sent down here to infiltrate the Q Club's plan. He was still bent over holding on to his knee, but everybody else was looking and listening to me, and I laid it on thicker and heavier as I went. I said, would you believe this man has gone as far as tearing Wallace stickers off the bumpers of cars, and he voted for George McGovern for president. Well, he's a friend of them long-haired hippie-type pickle fags. I bet you he's even got a commie flag tacked up on the wall inside of his garage. He's a snake in the grass, I tell you guys. He may look dumb, but that's just a disguise. He's a mastermind in the ways of espionage. They all started looking real suspicious at him, and he jumped up and said, Now, just wait a minute, Jim. You know he's lying. I've been living here all of my life. I'm a faithful follower of Brother John Birch, and I belong to the Antioch Baptist Church, and I ain't even got a garage. You can call home and ask my wife. Then he started saying something about the way I was dressed, but I didn't wait around to hear the rest. I was too busy moving and hoping I didn't run out of luck. And when I hit the ground, I was making tracks, and they were just taking my car down off the jack, so I threw the man a 20 and jumped in and fired that mother up. 
Mario Andretti would have sure been proud of the way I was moving when I passed that crowd coming out the door and headed toward me in a trot. And I guess I should have gone ahead and run, but somehow I just couldn't resist the fun of chasing them all just once around the parking lot. Well, they're headed for their car, but I hit the gas and spun around and headed them off at the pass. I was slinging gravel and putting a ton of dust in the air. Well, I had them all out there stepping and fetching like their heads were on fire and their asses was catching, but I figured I'd better go ahead and split before the cops got there. When I hit the road, I was really wheeling, had gravel flying and rubber squealing, and I didn't slow down till I was almost to Arkansas. Well, I think I'm going to reroute my trip. I wonder if anybody'd think I'd flipped if I went to L.A. via Omaha. Well, I never been to Spain, but I kind of like the music. Say the ladies are insane, and they sure know how to use it. They don't abuse it, never gonna
Thank you. Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old, there's older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place I belong.
show's got more ass on it than a public toilet. Probably more diseases, too. The Arnie State Show. Call 775-357-FANS. You're out, says, whoa! I just logged on to my laptop, and the Mixler chat is totally different. What a trip. Haven't used anything but the app on my phone for so long. Anyway, how about them Dodgers? I didn't see the Dodger game last night. I saw the end of the Astros game. God damn it, Mariners. Boy, that's a that's a game that just fucking just kills me. Two teams I absolutely hate. The Mariners and Astros. Mariners had that game locked up. It was 7-3 when I turned the game on. I'm like, okay, they got it. And like the seventh or eighth inning. And all of a sudden the Astros start to come back. And then it's 7-5. Mariners, quote-unquote, closer. Decides to give up a single. Then walk a guy. And then gives up a towering three-run three bomb walk-off that ended up losing the game for him. And I, I just got to say, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree with you totally. That the, the, the I'm sure the Astros cheated on that home run somehow. But for the announcers to have the audacity to say that is the first walk-off home run since Kirk Gibson. Um. 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 Let me first and foremost say that was game one. Okay, if you want to say there hasn't been a walk-off since game one since Kirk Gibson did it, Okay, I think you're stretching a little bit, but that's not what you said. You said this is the first walk-off in a playoff game since Kirk Gibson. Do you not recall a fellow by the name of Joe Carter? Game six of the World Series, Toronto Blue Jays, Philadelphia Phillies, where Mitch Williams serves him up. Proper right down the middle, and Joe Carter goes a yard donkey on him. Exactly, Joe Carter was after Kirk Gibson. We haven't had a walk off in the playoffs since 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 Joe Carter. Don't try it, you idiots. You should be fired on the spot for that. You should know better than that. Now. There are certain people in this world I will not let you take shots at. Don't care. Troy Aikman is one of those people. Troy and I would be, fuck Kirk Gibson. If Troy and I ever met, Troy and I would be fast friends. Troy would probably be on this show if he met me. He'd be like, I'm down with this guy. There you go. 2014 NLCS, Travis Ishikawa, the Giants had a walk-off home run. There you go. I didn't even know that one. Well, while we're on the subject, I have a real problem with the entire wild card system, and let me tell you why. Uh, A team that ended up landing 22 games behind the Dodgers should never get into the playoffs, period. I've always said take the top teams from each division and let them play to go to the series. I said it. Not saying last, but it kind of happened since Kirk Gibson. It, it would probably be, it would be since even Joe Carter. So, yes, you, you've got that one right. 
Um, oh, I don't like. Look, look, you're out. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I don't like that. And they did it for money and to extend the seats. That's the only reason why they did it. And they want to even expand on the, what they have now, which I don't know what the, how they'll expand that, and I don't care because I think it's stupid. The wild card is dumb. You know what I say? I, I say, no, hold on a second here. We, we can figure this out real quick here. Let me go to uh, ESPN standings. See, you've got one, two, three, four, five. Okay. In my perfect world, there would be one wild card team. That, that's all it would be. One wild card team. So we would have the Yankees and the Indians, I'm sorry, the Guardians, and the Astros. Those are all three playoff teams in the American League. And then, since you need a fourth team, because you're not going to give the best team a game off and you're going to need another series. So I say one, one, one wild card team. The Astros had the best record in the American League, and they should have faced the Toronto Blue Jays in the first round because the Blue Jays were the, they had 92 wins compared to the Yankees' 99. The Indians had 92 wins. Mariners had 90 wins. They finished 16 games behind, so the Mariners don't make the playoffs. The only other team that makes the playoffs would be the Blue Jays. Blue Jays against the Astros, Guardians, Yankees. Then the winner of those two series match up to go to the World Series. In the National League, Dodgers would have been the first team, and they would be playing against the New York Mets. Mets won 101 games. <laughs> they got bounced out in the wild card. Um, the Braves held the tiebreaker against them, so the Braves would take on the Cardinals, and the Dodgers would take on the Mets. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the way to do it. But, see, they don't want to do it that way because it doesn't add more games, which means it adds more revenue, which means more money for the league. Um, who in the fuck are the Guardians? Uh, the Indians? I mean, ESPN, you remember I told you how Ernie Johnson said it a couple times last week on TV? ESPN actually had it in print on their network. But hey, that's how I fix this. Now, getting back to the story I was talking about with Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman is is receiving all kinds of heat due to this call he made in the Raiders. The ball comes out right there. And the ball is possessed by Jones. He's going to the ground with Carr. His body's there. It's just where it, it is. It's too much. I mean, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off. Second. He says he takes the dresses off because this is a man's league. You're going to come after. 
Uh, this is awful. Uh, th- this was tweeted by a group called Awful Announcing. Fuck you. Troy is the best football commentator out there. The end. He's tired of the pussiness in the NFL, too. If anybody was watching that game, like, hey, Raiders, you got fucked. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it real quick. Y'all got fucked. Or, well, you got you got kissed, actually, because you didn't get fucked. Kansas City got fucked on that. The fumble was overturned. They called roughing the passer, which I don't know how you can rough a passer when they didn't fucking throw the ball. He fell on top of him. And that's the rule that they're citing is that uh, a defensive player's body weight can't be on the quarterback. Where was he supposed to fall? You fucking idiots. And that was not roughing the passer. My God, you can't hit quarterbacks in the legs. You can't hit them in the arm. You can't hit them anywhere anymore because they're all protected. He's absolutely right. Such a pimp and a stud. NFL has become pussified. Amen. Announcers, <laughs> at least not as bad as the NBA and NHL with seven fucking games for every single round. Fuck, having seven games in a round is excruciating. Uh, what a racist Troy is. Yes, announcers make mistakes. It fucking ha- I don't think it was a mistake. I think he said exactly what he wanted to say, and I think he said it exactly right. Except if you're Tony Romo, fuck him. Amen. Tony Romo is by far the worst broadcaster known to history. Cowboys Gross says 100% agree with him. So everybody that's a little upset at Troy Aikman saying he hopes the competition committee takes the dresses off, um, it's time to change your dressing. You're starting to go into toxic shock right now. You fucking vaginas. Someone said, you can make your point without talking about dresses, Aikman. Then this cunt named Rachel Shalman Lobel. A truly awful call, but let's not overlook Troy Aikman's sexist comment. My hope is the competition committee looks at these and takes takes the dresses off. Shut up. Aikman has yet to address his remark publicly. He should come out and say, eat my ass. I have three Super Bowl rings. Fuck you. Fox wants to fire me. That's okay. I got a beer company now. And I'm Troy fucking Aikman. It's the Tony Saragusa rule from when he put uh, an arm bar on Rich Gannon while laying on him. Listen, Troy Aikman is single and ready to make... No, he's married. Uh, So you're saying there's a chance and he doesn't have to make an apology (laughs) ever? (laughs) No, I I did not. I did not say Michael Irvin. (laughs) I did not say Dak Prescott. He hasn't announced it, but they are divorced. Are they really? I mean, seriously, are they divorced now? The rumor forever, and there's a person that I know that's been on this show a lot who believes the rumor. But the longstanding rumor in Dallas was Troy Aikman was gay. 
How awesome would it be if he doubled down and said, I meant skirt, not dress. That would be fantastic. He's divorced, never wears his ring. He's never in any of the Instagrams, et cetera. No pics of her at all. Even the wedding pictures are down. Wow, I guess they are. That means Troy needs a wingman. I'm right here. Yeah, because Troy needs a wingman. (laughs) What am I saying? Lori Morgan, the country singer, back when they were dating in the 90s, when she was uber hot. She's uber old now. But back in the day when she was uber hot, she said, and I quote, that Troy Aikman was the love of her life. I have never bought the, the fact that Troy is gay ever. He's from Oklahoma. People from Oklahoma can't be gay. It's against the law there. The girl pays attention. It's me. I'm the girl. <laughs> there was a great Big Bang Theory moment when Sheldon's brother, George, on the phone with a tire customer, and he says, these, da- these are the Dallas Cowboys attires, and I'm talking to Troy Aikman Cowboys, not those Tony Romo ears. <laughs> I've seen that one. I've seen that one. That one is fantastic. We also used to say that Troy looked like Corky from Life Goes On. Yeah, and Corky from Life Goes On won three Super Bowls, too. Oh, that's right, he didn't. He's got Brady Bickhorn. Stick fist, take that back. <laughs> Look, for me, Troy Aikman epitomized the role of quarterback because he simply just, do your fucking job. I don't think Troy is gay. Zeke, totally gay. Yeah, oh, totally gay. Corky did, however, play in the Super Becca. Becca! 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 <laughs> oh, my God. I, just, I, I think this is ridiculous to call him out for saying that and for everybody to be losing their minds over it. Oh, it, it, but it, it, look, it, it goes without saying that people are losing their minds because, well, they're morons. Let, let's take this next sample of story, for example. There are a few times I will dip my lady parts in the white pool. Troy Aikman is one of them. <laughs> Twitter has lost their minds because kids are dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. What did you think was going to happen? Of course people are going to dress like Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. The Netflix show was creepier than shit. I I can see Arnie the quarterback calling audibles instead of O'Malley. 34, Becca, Becca, Becca. I remember an old episode of Coach where Coach and his wife couldn't have kids and the coach convinced Tony Aikman to father the child. I mean, Cowboys girl, yes, you said it correctly. Fuck yes, I feel like I want to have a serial killer Halloween party. Now, now let me just tell you something real quick. If I was ever invited to a serial killer dress-up party, oh, I'm going. I don't like to dress up at all. I think dressing up is stupid. I think I'm an adult and I don't need to do that shit. But if you had a serial killer party, I'm calling John Wayne Gacy. I'm just calling it right now. And the picture, look, this is such a creepy picture. 
Can you imagine this kid showing up at your door saying trick or treat? This kid has got the outfit of Jeffrey Dahmer down. And I'll say it now, and I will say it forever and ever. If you wear short sleeve button-down shirts, you're either a Mormon or you're a serial killer. One of the two. That's it. Or you're some si- you're some sort of terrible furniture salesman. There is no reason, no reason at all, that men should ever wear button-down short sleeve shirts. Ever. Ever in the history of time. Not the clown John Wayne Gacy, mind you. No clowns. No, oh no, I'll just show up looking like him. Alicia says, I'm coming as John Wayne Gacy. Well, there's going to be a lot of John Wayne Gacy's at the party. I, I, I can dress up. Uh, if I have to get a curly-haired wig, I could be Ted Bundy. Oh, I'd have to shave for that. Don't want to do that. I'm not Hispanic-looking enough to be Richard Ramirez. Um, see, who could I be? You're Erwin R. Scheister. You're dressing up as the dog catcher for Halloween. <laughs> Devontae Adams has been charged with a misdemeanor assault for his shove after the game. Now that's soft. Ass family are all on the same side pulling out the Gacy comments. Damn. Um, Devontae, he got, well, I, I, fig, I figured he'd get either fined or a misdemeanor charge. I mean, he shoved a, a cameraman on the sideline because he was pissed the other day. Obviously, I'm uh, Eileen Wurnos. Yes, yes, you were the, you were the truck driving killer. Oh, man. I could go as, uh, oh, what, who's the, uh, the, the, the bound torture kill guy, the BTK guy? Arnie's right arm is as big as Richard Ramirez, Richard Rodriguez, Richard Ramirez, you mean. But that kid's picture, I mean, he's got like a short sleeve button-down shirt on, this just aimless look about him with the, the weird Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. And people are saying, this is so disrespectful to the families, but also shows a disturbing, tasteless side of one's psyche. Okay, okay, all right, enough. Can we can we just stop? Can we just stop? Ooh, I could go as Ed Dean. Yeah, I'll go as Dorothy Fonte <laughs> since I'm that old. He is you. I'm telling you. Let, let let me just say this real quick. Y'all are okay with vampires? Halloween. Oh yeah, they're made up. Well, they're made up, and they're based on one person in history. A person named Vlad the Impaler. That's who the Dracula character is is uh, bound after, is Vlad the Impaler, who used to, and by the way, this is a fun one to, to think about. He was known as the Impaler because, well, he impaled people. Impaling means he shoved things in their bodies that went through them, and it didn't kill them instantaneously. One particular method that Vlad the Impaler enjoyed was taking these long wooden rods 
that had sharp tips on them and making people sit on them. That's right. The long wooden rod would go through the butthole and then come out somewhere near the shoulder region. And you would sit in that position for as long as it took for you to bleed out and die. Sometimes it was eight days. So if you want to start throwing shit around, then no more vampires. Oh, I'm sure that we we could do no more witches, and I'm sure all the Wiccans out there would be happy as hell because they hate Halloween for that. Freddy Kid can be Charles Albright. (laughs) Oh. Arnie would be great as Joe Matheny. He turned his victims into burgers. He was bald and fat, too. Um. Halloween is for dressing up, lighting the fuck up, people. Oh, that would be a shitty way to die. There we go. All right. Wait for it. <laughs> Just stop. Just, and, and everybody that's so upset with this, this series, y'all need to wake up. We've been doing series like this forever. They did a series like this on, on, on every serial killer that's been out there. Have they been all as good as this Jeffrey Dahmer one? No. Mark Harmon got his big role. I, and nobody said anything about this. Mark Harmon was a, a really, he was a, a failed football player from UCLA. Who I think was, did he, I think he won the Heisman. I think Mark Harmon won the Heisman. And he wanted to be an actor. And he got this part on a show called St. Elsewhere. And they killed his character off because he was one of the first people on TV to ever get AIDS. That's how they killed his character on that. And mainly they killed his character because the next year he was coming out with this made-for-TV series on Ted Bundy. Now, nobody seemed to lose their mind over a Ted Bundy miniseries. Or a miniseries about the guy who killed his family and said hippies broke in with Carl Malden, the army guy. Bitches be tripping, as Sheldon would say. Vlad Tepesh also nailed hats onto Ottoman diplomats. Fun dude, yeah. You should go as Charles Manson. You have the followers as well. People are always going to freak out. It's been 30 years since Dahmer was caught. Just relax. Look, I remember the Jeffrey Dahmer saga. I remember, like, watching it go down and figure, finding out that he ate him. I mean, as much as I don't like serial killers, like, when I rank serial killers and I think of their importance... Because Bundy killed white women, Dahmer killed mostly black men and a couple of minors. Oh, he had, he had a taste for the uh, for the tropics as well. He liked Samoan boys too. He had a taste for the tropics. But you, you'd have to say that Jeffrey Dahmer is probably. I mean, the numbers his numbers were pretty rookie. You look at his numbers, he only got nailed for 18. 
you know, Bundy somewhere in the hundreds, they don't know. Ed Gein's in the hundreds, somewhere like that. But, I mean, at least, at least Jeffrey Dahmer ate him. I mean, that, that right there, that, that just intensifies the situation. I mean, Gacy, like, like there's a scene in the Jeffrey Dahmer that they're talking about Gacy. It's in the last episode. And the kid comes to his house, and the kid's like, oh, my God, what's that smell? And I'm like, I, I still to this day don't know how Gacy got away for got away with it for as long as he did by keeping all the fucking dead, rotten bodies under his house. He liked dark meat. I do. We, we've done the serial killer uh, Mount Rushmore. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Um... I think he's on there. Or is this one of the ones they made me take down? I don't think they made me take this one down. I think this is one of the first ones. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go. We have John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, Richard Ramirez, and Jeffrey Dahmer as the Mount Rushmore of serial killers. I got to say, that's pretty spot on right there. Killer who butchered victims and sold meat as barbecue steaks found dead. Jesus Christ. Uh, they should make Dahmer's hot sauce. That's a missed opportunity. Baloney Scott, his baloney has a first name. One of the best jokes to ever come out of that series. LOL. I mean, there's so many Dahmer jokes out there. Like, why did Jeffrey Dahmer have a blender on his porch? To offer people a handshake, I mean, <laughs> me like like the Jeffrey, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. I have to say this: the Jeffrey Dahmer story was so delicious. Like when it was all coming out, as somebody who loved following serial killers, and I, I remember the first serial killer that I really followed that I that I paid any attention to was Wayne Williams down in Atlanta killing all the black kids. I'll never forget that one. And a lot of people say he didn't do it. I'm not one of those people. And then it just seemed like they started to get better and better, and you hear these stories about Bundy, and you hear these, and it's like, Jesus, there's some fucking twisted people. Really, it was delicious? I I know, right? I, I had to. I had to say that. But it was it was just the I mean such a story. He not only, I mean you got to think about it. You got to think back about the '90s when this was happening. Okay. First of all, it was in the '90s. Being gay was still not okay. So he's a gay guy. He's interracially gay, which would send Southerners fucking off their rockers to begin with. And then he's a serial killer and a cannibal. I mean, he checked off every box right there. Oh, man, this kid, this kid who fucking dressed up like him right here should win every award there is at every Halloween party. 
Perfect job, kid. People shouldn't dress up like him. <laughs> Good times and nineties. Oh shit. Oh, you didn't get canceled though in the nineties. You could say what you wanted to say about people you didn't like back then. Uh Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know why this story is released. Tommy Iommi came out and reveals that Ozzy Osbourne. Damn, Bubba. Dude. What did you eat? Did you have a big roll of salami? You're stinking this room up. Tommy Iommi reveals that Ozzy once painted a hotel room with the blood of a dismembered shark during a wild drug-fueled binge. You know, that last part, I don't think they needed in there. The during a wild drug-fueled binge. I think that's what it's going to take to use a shark carcass to paint a hotel room. With drugs, you always got bored, so you must do something to one another. Like Ozzy hauling a shark through a window, dismembering it, and soaking our room in blood. Good Lord. Ozzy's just funny. There aren't many characters like Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Ozzy made rock and roll fun. Uh, who knows how he got a, a shark? One night, uh, Ozzy said, Bill, can I set you on fire? Uh, busy, so not just yet, Bill uh, reportedly shot back. He reported later, I'm going home now, so if you want, you can set me on fire. Ozzy later set Bill on fire as part of a wild prank between the group. That's the one guy that you don't want to be in a band with, is the guy that's willing to set you on fire. But it doesn't say how he ever got his shark. Oh, God bless Ozzy. You fucking crazy man, you. Now, this is something that I can get behind, and I'm I'm actually halfway excited about this. Um, fellow Canadian actor Ryan Reynolds has revealed um, that he's making a movie about John Candy. I, I think this is so fantastic because John Candy was the original funny fat guy, really, when it came to entertainment on TV. The actor didn't hesitate to show off his love for Candy before explaining that he and his production company, Maximum Effort, have teamed up with Colin Hanks for a documentary on John Candy's life. 
Reynolds finished out his tweet by simply saying, expect tears, and I'd honestly expect nothing else. John Candy's family is behind this. Christopher Candy retweeted the Deadpool messages star and uh, said this is all true. The daughter, Jennifer Candy, says, boom, so looking forward to working on this with them and our family. This project is in great hands. In the movie Splash, Candy got drunk with Jack Nicholson before having to play the uh, the racquetball scene in Squash. Um, meanwhile, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Steve Martin revealed he still gets emotional when thinking about shooting the comedy. Uh, Bill Pullman noted that John Candy never complained and pushed through like a trooper. It, like, like you just look at the the work that John Candy did. I can't think of a week. The only weak one would be nothing but trouble, uh, a real shitty movie that he didn't have a big part in with Dan Aykroyd. He might not even. He might have had a cameo in that. But, I mean, even Who's Harry Crumb was a fucking funny movie. The Great Outdoors. Uncle Buck. I mean, you just stop at Uncle Buck and The Great Outdoors. Stripes, genius. The Blues Brothers. My name is Barf. I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. Not to mention that one. Spaceballs. I can't think of one bad John Candy movie. And, I mean, that that's tough to do for a guy who's, uh, hold on a second here. We, we got to see, it, it, except for the Nothing But Trouble movie. Uh, let's see, uh, IMDb. John Candy. He even had a small but funny role in 1941. That movie wasn't even that funny. Let's see. Uh, all right. Filmography. We'll start at the very beginning. Uh, let's see. Can't did a lot of Canadian shit early on. SCTV, funny as hell. 1941 was his second job in the movies. Played Private Foley, Lost and Found. He was his first movie in 1979. Blues Brothers, Stripes, Heavy Metal, Vacation, which is fantastic, Going Berserk, which I don't ever think I saw, Splash, The Last Polka, Brewster's Millions, fucking great, Summer Rental, Volunteers, even Volunteers wasn't half bad. Armed and Dangerous, Little Shop of Whores, Spaceballs, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, She's Having a Baby, Great Outdoors, Hot to Trot, He Was a Voice, Who's Harry Crumb, Uncle Buck, Home Alone, Nothing But Trouble, Only the Lonely, even that movie was funny, Delirious was funny. 
There's a guy who just made nothing but hits his whole career. And not gigantic, you know, not Titanic-level Avatar hits. But you think about it. I mean, Home Alone he was in. God almighty. Uh, he, he was uh, the great outdoors. I, I don't know which one is my, well, I probably do. I think it's Uncle Buck. It, it's a tough call between Uncle Buck and the great outdoors for me. Those were both great John Candy. And I, I think this is awesome. I credit Ryan Reynolds for this. This is, this is a good move on his part to make a movie about John Candy. I, I think it's fantastic. Oh, do we have, oh, no, no, we have to talk about the king first. Um, For all you royals out there, Pam, Pam, are you listening? Hear ye, hear ye, the coronation of King Charles III will take place next May, Buckingham Palace has said. It will be the 6th of May, a Saturday, In the year of our Lord, 2023. The date is earlier than some royal watchers supposed, with a summer date to make the most of the weather thought likely. It's May. Come on. They'll be fine. With every coronation of every king and queen of English in English and the British history since 1066, next year's coronation will take place at Westminster Abbey, the thousand-year-old church in the middle of London. All right. Well, there you go. Can you get tickets for that? Is that something you go to StubHub for? Hey, y'all got, y'all got tickets to the coronation? A friend of mine had a cabin on Bass Lake where Great Outdoors was filmed. We got to see the fire showing at the local theater, the first showing at the local theater. That's awesome. I'll be up early and have my DVR set. There you go. Good for you. Good for you. We got to try to get tickets to that giveaway. Welcome to ArmyRadio.com. Look here. Today, in about, I don't know, 45 minutes, we'll be giving away tickets to the King's Coronation. I had to listen to the radio a lot yesterday because my phone wasn't hooked into the truck. And they are giving away the shittiest prizes on radio down here. Some dude's already doing a damn Christmas special this weekend. This old boy's got fucking Globe Life Park fucking ready to go, some country singer. And he's doing Christmas in the park. In October. Remember, Arnie, it's England. It's cloudy and dank. Very true. Very, very true. My housewives have a history at Bass Lake. Real Housewives of OC. Google it. See if Tim can get me tickets. Uh, it is also on Archie's birthday, so do you have to get them both a gift? Whew. Boy, who who's the bigger day that for? for? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, like the next five years, like five years down the road, it's Archie's birthday. But man, I think this is the King's Day. You only get coronated as king once. You get a birthday every year of your life. So I would have to say, yeah, that that that's the King's Day. Uh, Brady wants that tree up, aren't you? She can put it up. She can put that up anytime she wants. Tamara went off on Gretchen about going to Bass Lake when her husband was dying from cancer. It is quite the argument. Oh, that's that's old school one. I remember that one. See, I, I, I watched it at a time when I was forced to. That's before Gretchen got hooked up with that, uh, that sly fella. Freddy Kid says it's going up tonight. Oh, fantastic. Good. Uh, Lizzo's a racist. I, if you didn't need anybody to tell you that. Lizzo lands on Variety Fair cover and disses her fans. I am not making music for white people. Now, can you imagine, let, let, let's go ahead and just say it, shall we? Can you imagine Taylor Swift coming out and saying on the cover of Vanity Fair, I'm not making music for black people. I, I, I just want you to, that, that's what the world would do. I'm about to put this picture up from, from, from this press conference she did. This bitch just went to a Home Depot and rip, ripped down their, their, their paint colors and put them into dress form. You have to see this outfit. She has every swatch and color known to mankind on her big fat ass. In an interview where she spoke about abortion, yuck, being fat, gross. President James Madison's crystal flute. She also addressed that her music is aimed at white audiences. That's probably the biggest criticism I received, and it's such a critical conversation when it comes to black artists. When black people see a lot of white people in the audience, they think, well, this isn't for me. This is for them. The thing is, when a black artist reaches a certain level of popularity, it's going to be predominantly white crowd. Well, thank you for actually knowing what numbers and smart is. This happened to so many black artists. Diana Ross, Whitney, Beyonce, rap artists now. Those audiences are overwhelmingly white, and I'm not making music for white people. I'm a black woman, and I'm making music for my black experience, for me. To heal myself from the experience we call life. Oh, 
I can't believe that I'm going to sound like some kind of fucking hippie right now, but I'm about to. Hey, Lizzo, you dumb fuck. Music doesn't see color. I am so sick. I I am 51 years old, and I have grown sick and fucking tired of hearing about black music, white music. It is all fucking music. Well, all Elvis did was rip off black artists. Elvis did not rip off one black artist. Artist... Oh, I oh this this is something I could just sit and and talk about for hours on end. This song right here, this is such a great example of how the music industry used to work. Um, this song, let's see if I can find it now. There it is. Okay. Well, I woke up Sunday morning. With no way to hold my head That didn't hurt And the beer I had for breakfast Wasn't bad So I had one more For dessert Now the interesting thing about that song It's uh, Johnny Cash's Sunday Morning Coming Down Now It's a great song. It's an amazing song. I love that song. It's one of my favorite Johnny Cash songs that's out there. The problem is, though, it's not a Johnny Cash song. No, no. No, it was actually written by this guy right here. Well, I woke up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head didn't hurt now that's a dog shit version of it and here's another version of it oh, I don't like this version at all well I woke up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head that it didn't hurt The song Sunday Morning Coming Down was written by Chris Christopherson, which was the first of the two awful ones that I played you. And what happened back in that time? Oh, Chris Christopherson is a man among men. I ain't going to be. He's a shit singer. He's a terrible singer. He could write a song like nobody's business, though. Um, what happened back in the day is songwriters wrote songs, and artists... If they liked them and they wanted to record them, they would record them. Like, like, and before even Tom Parker ruined it for people, I mean, Elvis did this song. I'd like to sing a song that's probably the saddest song I've ever heard. I mean, somewhere. I mean, then we have this version of it. 
And of course, the original. Hear that lonesome whippoorwill. He sounds too blue. And you had different artists doing it. Hank Williams, Willie Nelson, Elvis. Because music is music. And if it's good and you have open-minded, eclectic listeners out there, and not everybody likes it. Look, as long as there's no reggae in the mix, I can listen to pretty much anything. I'm just not a fan of reggae. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not saying it sucks. I'm saying I'm not a fan of it. But as you people have heard this show, you know that I can play pretty much anything. And I do play pretty much anything. I mean, I could go from, we, we, we could go easily, easily from this song right here. Uh, I wondered so aimless, life filled with sin, I wouldn't let my dear savior in. And then I can go to this. Y'all ready for this? The DOC, baby! One, and then comes the two to the three and four, then I drop the beat I have in store. And then, then I can go this. Tom Hiddleston can't sing. You, you bite your tongue, ogre. If I should stay, I would hope. And then into this. Somebody say, hey, we want some pussy. Hey, we want some pussy. Into this. Hello. So somebody said it. It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. Into this. Oh, come on, get to it. There you go. Into this. I have seen most of those artists. I've never seen Michael Jackson live, but I've seen a lot of those artists live. I'm white. Half of those artists are black I played. Is it okay that I went to those shows? Am I not allowed to go to those shows, Lizzo? 
She told the magazine, people have been calling me fat my entire life. It's because you're fucking fat! <laughs> Come on! Let's, let's play with a fucking full deck here, shall we? And if one person says it, and then another person says it, it multiplies like a fucking virus. They're saying it because you're fat! Enough people on the internet start echoing sentiments about you, it becomes part of your public persona, and it's out of your control. What? What in the blue fucking honky shit are you talking about? The reason people call you fat, Lizzo, and, and, and people call me fat too, and it's for the same reason. It's because we're fat. I don't have any Lizzo ogre, I'm sorry, and it would be only followed by Weird Al's fat. She has donated $500,000 to Planned Parenthood. Can I just say something? I don't know what I like more, honestly. Ask time, this is between you and I. This is my sixth sense of humor here coming up here. Um, I don't know what I enjoy more. I, I really don't. I don't know if I enjoy more seeing all the gay pride rallies that happened over the summer with them holding up Ukrainian flags. And even though Ukraine is against the gay lifestyle, I, I, I love seeing that. that. That, to me, just preaches stupidity to no other point. Maybe it is Lizzo. Maybe it is this. This is what I do love. Lizzo donated a half a million dollars to an organization whose original plan was to wipe out black babies. I want you to think about that for a second. And maybe you're not laughing as hard as I am, and maybe there is something wrong with me. And, but but to, to, to get up there and speak on subjects as you are an expert on things, don't brag that you donated $500,000 to an organization whose original, their original plan was to eradicate black children. <sighs> Lizzo and Planned Parenthood in the same sentence invoke all kinds of cock-shriveling nightmares. Your public persona is made by what you do in public and the public opinion of you. Get over yourself. Yes, and what you look like, too. That's part of your public persona is your looks. I'm sorry. I apologize that I'm spitting real-world truth at you, and you don't want to believe it, so you'll just magically go to one of your decompression chambers now that you're rich and sit in and make it all go away. Lizzo, oh, oh no, my audience is mostly white. Everyone else, well, my wallet is full of green. That's the only color I'd be caring about seeing if I was an artist. I don't give a fuck who likes me. I don't. 
I remember I worked on a certain show. I'm not going to say which one. I've worked on three different shows. And it would always catch people off guard that, that I worked with on the show when we would find a black listener. That didn't catch me off guard. You, you know why? Because we're fucking funny. That's why we're talented. I didn't I, I, I never cared about the color of skin of our listeners. I still to this day don't give a fuck. Funny's funny. Hell, I I tend I tend to lean towards more black comedians that I enjoy than white comedians. Am I saying they're better? No. I'm saying I enjoy them. Now, will I get kicked out of a Chris Rock show or a Dave Chappelle show? No, because those guys aren't stupid. Lizzo translates to instant soft on. Come on, have a little R-E-S-P-I-C-T for Lizzo. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm so happy that I found that. that. This is one of the happiest drops I have. So in the words... Of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R E S P I C T. Just shut up, Al, you donkey. Look, this gal's an and and this is what look. If you want to turn away, uh, it's your business. Let me just say this right now. If you want to turn away white folks at your at your gate, you go right ahead. But let me let me give you a little information. Now I'm not saying that white people have more money than black people, but I am saying there are more white people than there are black people in this country. Okay? Now, if there are more of the white people than the black people, and you think prejudicedly white people have more money than black people, then if there are more white people than black people, then the white people have a lot more money that could be going into your pocket, but you're saying you make music for black people only. That's okay by me. She can say that now. She can say that she makes music. I will never, ever, ever, not that I was going to even give her a listen to, but now I know that music is not for me, so I will show her some... So in the words... Of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R E S P I C T. Gladly, gladly. And this person will not be mentioned other than how fat she is on a regular basis on this show. If that's what you want, honey, then there you go. You know those pop stations around the country? Yeah, you aren't going to get played on there anymore. If you want to be the czar of all this, you aren't going to get played on the pop stations, hon. Sorry. You're only going to be played on the rap and hip-hop stations. I'm sorry, rap, hip-hop, and R&B. And there, in a big city, there might be two of those compared to the seven country stations and the eight rock stations and the other 30 fucking pop stations that are on. But hey, that's what you want. There you go. Then that's what you'll get. Lizzo doesn't want to be a success. She doesn't want to be what they call a crossover artist. Now, I'm not the world's biggest fan of crossover artists. 
if they cross over from rock to pop, like Van Halen did with Jump, because that was their number, that was their first and only number one pop hit, was Jump. Um, if, if, if you don't want that success, you don't want all that other money coming into your coffers, that's fine. Leave it for actual artists that care about the industry and care about music. Totally hate the fact that Taylor Swift became a huge star when she crossed over. I thought Taylor Swift was a good country artist. I really did. And then she crossed over and went all poppy and stuff, and I don't like her anymore because she changed who she was. She's still a tremendous talent. (laughs) So dumb. So goddamn dumb. All right, that'll do it for this uh, segment here. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler as well. One more break to go on the big show today.
that he respects the microphone. He just doesn't bash his head anywhere he wants to go because he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Uh, welcome back to the big show here on a hump day. Uh, that's right, half the work week. That's it? Only half the work week's gone? God dang. Oh, our last segment of the show has truly... It, look, look. We're going to end the show today with a story that is one of those stories that we always look for. And I got to give credit where credit's due. It was Braddy Kid that found it. These are the kind of stories that, that I live for. And they don't happen very often. But when they do, oh, as the French would say, they are mwah, magnifique. But we'll get to that. Um, 
Marcy Browers, who has just been elected the president of the World Professional Association of Transgender Health, WPATH. The World World Professional Association on Transgender Health. Um, uh, he, Dr. Bowers is a man living as a woman and made statements, uh, last year about sexual reassignment surgery for minors and said, I'm not making this up. You know, maybe the surgery is like a a really ugly mole that you've never really liked, and then you finally get it removed. He's equating transgender surgery as into mole removal. And from what I understand, and I have a very limited understanding of medicine, but I do believe it's more involved than that. Um, this guy's from Cornell University. Bowers severely downplay the consequences of the operations that remove their genitalia, comparing them to remove, remo- oh, here we go. Current versions are more realistic about the fact that, again, what we're really treating is diversity. So I'll also talk about preoperative care, um, the surgery itself, of course, and what I do, but also just commenting generally on the raising of the bar uh, trying to get all care available for trans persons uh, Let's go. Of, a, of a suitable quality. And then finally, post-operative care. So, uh, and uh, so a special uh, mention goes to the idiot. <sighs> this group wants to create a standard of care for youth who identify as transgender. Let's have a conversation again, shall we, ask family? Let us, and when I say let's us have a conversation, what I mean is you need to take this out to the real world. And you need to spread this among the people that aren't listening to the show because they're too stupid to figure out how to listen to the show. But I'm not opposed to transgender people. I have, I have, I have given up on my, my, I don't know if it is my assertion that I, I just stopped caring about not, not necessarily my fellow man, but everybody's need to have their terms, their own terms, their own this, their own that. They have to be individualized. Oh, wait, individualism sucks. We have to be linked to a group now. This bullshit that game that we've been playing our entire lives, I'm done with. If you want to cut your fucking cooter off, you cut your cooter off. All right? Go right ahead. I don't give a shit about you. You're not going to get a better parking space than me because of it. You're you're, you're not going to get any sort of tax break benefits because of it. 
Now, see, these are the parts that I'm making up, these last parts, because I would say you're not going to get any, you're not going to get treated better than me, but of course you're going to get treated better than me. Because people are afraid to say anything to you, because if they say anything to you and it's, it happens to be on the wrong side of it, that person is going to get eviscerated and probably lose their job. Well, I'm not going to lose my job, so let me just say this to you. You ain't getting anything more than me unless you've earned it. My derm just took off two of my moles, no stitches. I don't think that's the same. No, I, I, I'm going to say when you, when you actually remove parts that you were born with, it's usually not like removing a, a mole. I mean, and they got to take shit out you. They ain't just lopping something off and tying a couple other things until they fall off. What we tolerate today becomes the norm for tomorrow. It's true. It is very, very true, Straight Fire. That's a great quote. Because we have, we've tolerated this shit. And I'm just too done of fighting with it. Because there ain't nobody, there aren't enough people courageous enough like us to fight. That's the part that really fucking worries me about our country. And it only worries me because I'm still alive. Because let me tell you, when I die, this country can go to shit. I don't give a fuck. Why? Because I'm dead. I don't care. It's already gone that way. This makes sense. The other day, my dermatology appointment, they tried to chop off my hamburger helper. We say, oh, what a, what a brave child. That kid does. All you people, come on. Look, it, these children who are saying they want to have reassignment surgery, they're not developed enough to know anything. They know what mommy and daddy tell them. Or, or the, the gigantic purple raisin on TV. They know what those people say and tell them. They don't sit there thinking about it because their brain is not developed enough to think about it. Starting a four-year-old on reassignment stuff is got to be the cruelest thing I've ever heard. And we did that story last week. Looking at the world now, you're glad you didn't have kids. Yes, I, I'm very happy. Oh, because I, 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 I wouldn't have fit in with other parents, and I would have probably m- murdered at least one or two kids. Um, fuck this group of fucking freaks and weirdos. I don't give two shits about them. They'll be gone soon enough. Here's the thing. Ken Dog, I wish I could share that with you, and, and I appreciate your sentiment there. We've had freaks and weirdos our whole lives. We've had to deal with freaks and weirdos our whole lives. But now it seems they are so, uh, I don't even know what the word is here to use. They're so invested in 
this idea of what they are, that it's different. Just wait till X Men is canceled and replaced by X They. Empowered. That, that that is a good one. Enabled, entitled, all the all the good E's. But that's the world that we live in right now. And we've had freaks and weirdos our whole lives. We've had strange different types of people. And see, back in those days. And maybe it was wrong, but I, I I enjoy it more. Maybe in those days, the freaks and the weirdos, when they went to their freaking weirdo places where they all hung out and they were happy where they hung out, why can't we go back to those days and not have people from, like, the normal club show up there and whoop the shit out of all of them? No, that's not cool. These people want their own clubs, want their own bars. And and by the way, if anybody wants their own clubs, fucking just do it. I'm so sick of this bullshit. Lizzo doesn't play music for white people. Okay, great. You're going to go poor then. I have two kids, and I have to raise the kids the right way that are not the brainwashed liberal entitled idiots that, like most of society their age. My daughter was 12, which she's now 14. She asked, Dad, how can a guy just become a girl, and how can a girl just become a guy? I said they can't, and her answer was, "Well, that's what they—that's what I thought. Why do they think they can?" I told her, "I have no idea." The Rocky Horror Picture Show is where they hang out. Look, I've gone to that. I've seen that. And look, theater people all need some place to hang out. I saw some guy yesterday or two days ago. We were at Chick Fil A, right? We're in Chick Fil A drive-through, and this old boy—he's a—he's a larger fellow. I'll say he—he—he's busting over the scales at least two hundred pounds. He's about. I look at him, he's probably about 5'11", probably about 220, I, and he's in a Miata. And the Miata has a roll bar. And I'm looking at him, and I mean, it just it, he's like maybe 20, 21 at the most. You know, he, he, he's trying to grow a beard, but he can't grow a beard. He's got some big sideburns. And you can just look at him and go, that guy was a theater kid. Yeah, we we all we can all spot theater kids, can't we? Uh, they will not be able to procreate, so they must recruit. Eventually, there will be no one left to recruit. Thinking less than ten years, and poof, they disappear into shadows uh, with the mutilated junk between their legs. I did too, Arnie. My friend took me. I, I didn't know what I was getting into. Oh, yeah, the, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you got to do that at least once in your life. I mean, it's fun. You go to the midnight show and you get toast thrown at you. <laughs> Freaks and weirdos never got treated badly in school. Hell, sometimes the the bigger kids would take them to the bathroom to give them a free drink of water from the toilet because the sinks were so disgusting. (laughs) You you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is human nature. I want you to think about this. I want you to think back when you were in high school. And a majority of the kids in high school were normal. They weren't freaks and weirdos. And the freaks and weirdos got picked on. Why? Because they were different. Okay. What would happen if a majority 
were freaks and weirdos. And the minority were normal kids. You don't think the freaks and weirdos are going to pick on the normal kids if they have the numbers on their side? Of course they are. That's what's called human nature. The freaks and weirdos are going to go out of their way to alienate and make the normal kids feel bad if they are the more populous of the two. We, we see it happen. This is why I know it's, it's human nature. We see it happen. When one group of people rise to an authority, the first thing they do is hold down another group. We saw it happen after the 1800s. Saw it happen when black business owners were holding down Irish people that were coming to this country. Why? Because it was their turn to, to, to hold a group down. All I know is the freaks come out at night. Freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. I believe that was Houdini. Uh, there was a bunch of people in character, a trans dude who acted out the play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the Rocky Horror Picture Show for you. Now, look, look, this, this lady, uh, or whatever the fuck it is, these are the people that, that, that we need to worry about in our society that say it's like getting a mole removed. No, it's a whole lot more than that. These people are liars, and they just are trying to... I, I, who said it? I, I believe it was Ken Dog who said it. They are recruiting. That's what this is. This is a gigantic recruiting push because I guess they can't procreate. And that's what this is. Hey, kids, come along. Be trans like us. We can take over the world. We have everything. No, no, you don't. Sorry about that, idiot. I swear to God. Oh, it's like getting a mole removed. I don't know what kind of moles you have, but fucking A. Oh, I see the story coming up. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, boy, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, oh, oh dear Lord. Is this, oh, oh, my God. Is there video? There can't be video. A man is in his kitchen when police burst in and their dog goes on the attack. Oh, yeah. They were looking for two burglars, oh. but not him. Pretty disturbing. WRED oh. investigator Jessica Gertler uncovers the body camera footage and asks, how could this happen? Just we want to warn you, the video is disturbing. Oh, it's fucking hot. Here we go. A rainy night in January 2021. Tell me what you need police to for. Uh, there's a break-in into the building. At First Congregational Church in Cooper Young, staff oh called 911. I've got a camera. I've got a security camera. But you're looking from home? Yes. Officers arrived and talked to staff at the church. Oh the other person is supposed to be, he's in a locked apartment upstairs. Oh, boy. You then see officers enter the building with a canine unit. Damn followed right. Followed by an announcement. Memphis Police Department, canine unit, come out over and release the dog. Oh, that dog's getting warmed up. The dog is then taken off the leash and starts to lead the group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The church sits on almost an acre of land. Oh, God, we used our this drone is to give good. you an idea of the layout. 
Staff explained the three buildings oh. are connected. There's a keypad to get from one part to the next. Oh boy. Staff told 911 the thieves were spotted in the middle building's I, I'm, basement. I, I'm getting hot. There's the hostel. I'm getting hot. A few minutes into the search. Oh boy. Get in. They encountered a resident, the only resident employees had warned officers about. He lives in the sanctuary, not in the hostile area. Get ready. Officers continue north, and then they hear footsteps. That might be a hostel. They follow the noise to outside the hostel. Uh oh. Oh boy. The dispatcher gets the code from the employee who's remained on the line. Here's what okay. the employee later told MPD Internal Affairs. I wasn't sure where they were. She asked oh, me for Oh, this is so code. good. The code you provided them is, is a general code that opens all of the keypad locks. Uh, almost all, yes. Okay, here we go. The Doors open. don't announce themselves when oh, they yeah. enter the hostel. Oh, I was boy. oblivious to everything that was happening. Kyle Maxwell says he didn't know MPD was in the church. Oh, this is Nor fantastic. did he hear them enter the hostel where he lives. He was in the kitchen area at the time. I'm sure I was listening to a podcast. Just so you know, Maxwell told us he has no sight in his right eye. And oh! 10% in his left. Oh! Making it even harder to comprehend what happened next. I'm standing here. The door bursts open. I, I turn around. Roger! 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 I didn't know what was going on. And I just knew that several men were holding me down, that a dog was biting was biting me. Oh. What are you doing here? I live here. Oh, my God. Oh. Boy, that's a bad move there, Memphis Police Department. You've got a lawsuit on your hands. You let the police dog attack a blind black man. Boy, there isn't enough PR people in the world to spin this. And there's video of it. Wow, and it happened in Memphis, Tennessee. Bravo. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, he's in a great mood. He's going to buy some new eyes. I didn't see that coming, and neither did he. Holy shit. And I held it from you, too, because the headline is, Police Dog Bites Blind Man. By the way, the last story of the day is even better than that. God damn, that was awesome. Uh, let's see. Oh, I've had this story for a day or so. This happened down at the University of Miami. This is how you know that people are still fucking dumb. Sigma Phi Epsilon shuts down its hard-partying University of Miami chapter. Ken Dog? Ken Dog? Ken Dog, I have to delete that. Uh, oh, yeah, you get listener of the day for the last story. Just don't say what it is. 
Um, Sigma Phi Epsilon shuts down hard-parting University of Miami chapter after female students complained that their drinks were spiked at a party where frat boys chanted about rape and murder. The fraternity of I Need a Frienda was hosting a pool party uh, at its house on October 1st. Multiple young women reported feeling sick, vomiting, and noticing white powder in their drinks. A video from the same event shows frat boys singing about raping and murdering women and keeping victims in wooden boxes. That, 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 that's frowned upon there at the University of Miami? You see, in this day and age that we live in, where the Internet is so prominent and 24-hour news cycles are the only thing we live by, this is one of those things that you can't even joke about. And by the way, it's not that funny to joke about raping and killing women when you've got women complaining that they're getting fucking roofied at a party. First of all, first of all, you're roofing chicks at a party, so fraternity life has not changed ever. Sounds like they're going to get domered. The fraternity commonly known as SIG EP is known for its hard partying. They've got a picture from Instagram. It says, welcome to Adult Swim at the University of Miami. And this is literally a rager. They don't have video of the boys singing or doing their thing. But yes, it was the cocaine that fell out of their noses in the drinks. All right. Uh, Ogre, have I waited long enough? I, I, I don't know if I've waited long enough for Ogre. He had to run upstairs. I'll do one more quick story then. Um, oh, please, dog bites. I got, got that. A Long Island boutique owner is nabbed with $40 million worth of fake designer goods. She had fake Gucci, Chanel, Prada, Dior, Ugg, and Louis Vuitton knockoffs to scores of unsuspecting customers though through websites in her store. A simple $10 sweatshirt, but you put the Chanel name on it, it sells for $5,300. They would take a hat, a $3 hat, a 50-cent item on the side, they would heat seal it onto the hat and sell them for $300. Hey, man, as long as it looks real, right? The chick is 31 who was arrested following an 18-month investigation. Now you're going to have a bunch of angry people that know what you look like, know that you sold them fake shit. People ain't going to like that, honey. All right, last story of the day. Here we go. 
Oh, it don't get much better than this story right here. I, I, I have to say. This is from Menlo Park in California. Officers arrived and it was too late. The scene was already a mess. Well, this isn't a very long story, but boy, oh boy, is it good. Um, happened in Menlo Park. Is that is that in the Bay Area? I believe a tree trimmer was killed in San Francisco after. He fell into a wood chipper. Oh, sorry. I know that's disgusting, but a wood chipper. Oh, my dear God. Oh, my heavens. I, I, what, were there no witnesses? Because if there are witnesses, I will pay them. Oh, my God. A tree. He fell out of the tree and fell into the wood chipper. Are you kidding me? Boy, it was that guy's time to die. I think we have found the reincarnation of Hitler. Because that's the only that that's the only way you can explain that death. His parents heard what happened. They were shredded. No, there is no video. I smell a new TikTok challenge. Oh, I wish there was video. If there was video, I wouldn't be doing the show right now. Oh, I'd be lathered up all by myself. Video of this would rival that video video of Montecor ripping out Roy's throat. To see someone fall into a wood chipper... At least he died happy. He couldn't have been more chipper. You think he got wood as he died? Oh, not if he knew where he was falling. Please tell me his last name was Chuck. How much wood Chuck could a woodchuck chuck if his woodchuck could chuck wood? That's Final Destination Part 7. I mean, you know, he's starting to fall. And I don't know. Like, like I said, they don't have anything. Uh... But, like, are you, are you falling with a saw in your hands and you're thinking to yourself, boy, I got to brace myself when I hit the ground? Not realizing because you probably got headphones on to dampen the noises. And you don't hear that wood chipper. Man, oh, man, to be that guy's fucking partner on the truck that day. What's his name? Chip. I bet Joe Biden said he was sorry for their loss when the man dropped dead. Ah, That's tough stuff. We have a falling into wood chipper death. Look, look, I'm asking anyone out there. Anyone. Maybe there's doorbell cam of this, but please upload it. Please upload the man falling into a wood chipper. Now you're going to say, oh, Arnie, what about his family? 
I don't care about his family. I'm sorry. I don't know them. I worry more about my own enjoyment. And I, I'd really like to see this if I could, please. Who parks a wood chipper right under the tree you're working on? I, I don't know. This family will sue for no safety to prevent it. Oh, man. Jesus, I know a warning to bear down. Oh, that one was tough, boy, but that one's awesome. Fell into a wood chipper. Is that better or worse than watching your baby's brain get eaten by a chimpanzee? I probably, you know what, it's probably worse because you're actually feeling the pain. Sure, you're upset and you're sad that the chimpanzee is eating your brain, your kid's brain, but it is your kid's brain. It's not your hindquarters or possibly your feet. How great would it be if he hit the wood chipper like a fucking swoosh? Feet in first and he just kept going. Get stuck a little bit at the skull. What does Steve Buscemi have to say? (laughs) Does his wife have an alibi? That poor person's home or business will have a red deck stain. Oh, man. If that was my house, I'd be telling everybody, dude, you would not believe a fucking tree trimmer fell into the wood chipper at my house. I think from now this is gonna this is going to ruin me. Because now when I see if I see a wood chipper or tree trimmers around, I'm going to have to stop and start filming while I'm there. Just in case. I mean it took me I it's been a long time since the last time we had a death by wood chipper. It would be ironic if we watched Temple of Doom the night before. Dude fell into a wood chipper. That's fine. Well, they, they, yeah, and you know, when he gets to heaven, they're like, here, here you go. Just come on in. If he, if he swooshed it, if he went feet first into that, they're welcoming him. Get everybody out of the way. This is Jose. Jose, welcome to heaven. No, no, uh, Jose, you get this special badge. You you, you get to, to skip all the lines everywhere. St. Peter goes to God, hey, you said you weren't going to do that one anymore. God's like, man, I missed it so much. I just wanted to see it one more time. Well, now we got to give this guy first in line passes everywhere he goes. Well, it's worth it. It's okay. I'm God. I can make it happen. Arnie's internet search history will get gray flagged now by the FBI. Oh, my gosh. All right, that is going to do it. I told you the last story was good. It don't get any better than death by wood chipper. I I just got to say, unless there's crazy animals involved. There's crazy animals involved, then we can get going on it. Or, oh, you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see a cannibal uh, act happen. In front of children. I know, I'm twisted. 
I hope the Undertaker enjoys putting puzzles together. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right. We will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time. Same Arnie channel. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, let's remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, uh, ask family, have a wonderful day, uh, a wonderful, very wonderful hump day as, as it is. Uh, so there you go. Uh, adios, everybody. Sweet baby said goodbye Oh no one else could take her place in my life And we had something good So tell me why she would Go and make me cry Oh me oh my sweet baby said goodbye I remember how she'd hold me And say she'd stay for True. Back then the future looked so rosy But tonight it's looking mighty blue Oh me, oh my sweet baby said goodbye Oh no one else could take her place in my life said goodbye Don't know what I didn't give her That she gets from someone new I only know how much I miss her my heart was only broken too Oh me, oh my sweet baby said goodbye Oh no one else could take her place in my life We had something good So tell me why she would go and make me cry Oh me, oh my Why did she go and make me cry Baby said goodbye It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.